Hello, this is Alan Levinson in Modin in Israel. Thank you very much to Rabbi Joe for the opportunity to speak about chapter 25 of the Varim, which has to be one of the richest chapters in the Torah in terms of the range of mitzvot. As Harris Laurie mentioned in the previous chapter, the, all of the chapters of Parashat Ki of which is the last, this is the last one, uh, contained with many mitzvot. There are 73, according to some accounts, 74 mitzvot in Parashat Ki which is more than 10% of the whole Torah. And this chapter concluding the parasha is no different. It starts with uh, verses to do with makot, lashes, out of which come one of the shorter tractates of Talmud, Masechet Makot, or at least parts of it. It continues into the verses that deal with Yevamot, or the Leveret marriage, as we call it, uh, out of which, guess what, comes another tractate of Talmud, this time one of the longer ones, Masechet Yevamot. And after a few moments, what it concludes with perhaps most famously uh, what we call Parashat Zachor, uh, remembering Amalek, which appropriately we read uh, as an additional mitzvah to read and to hear uh, this uh, read again on the Shabbat before Purim, as appropriately we did this last Shabbat. So a huge range of mitzvot, which are discussed at great length throughout Tanakh, throughout the Talmud, and throughout our history. And I actually want to focus on one of the bits I skipped over, uh, which is perhaps less often talked about, but from which we can learn significant and very relevant messages. And that is the section about the mitzvah, the mitzvot of using fair weights and measures in our business dealings. From verses 13 to 16, You shall not have in your bag or in your pocket two different stones of different weights, one large and one small. And also not to have in your house two different measures, one large and one small. The idea being that you would use one for selling and one for buying and thus deceiving people in business. Verse 15. You should have a perfect and a just stone and a perfect and a just measure on account that you shall endure long days on the soil that god your god is giving you for it is an abomination to hashem our god if anyone does any of these things and does wrong so this idea that we should use fair weights and measures or fair business practice very important coming here just before the famous section about Amalek. Interestingly, the Talmud in Masechet Baba Batra on 88b says mm-hmm. that the punishment for using, or the sin of using uh, non-equal weights and measures is in fact more severe than the sins of Arayot, of sexual immorality, which seems like a, quite a remarkable statement. Why is that the case? It says because the Torah here refers to kol hatoivot ha'eleh, um, sorry, kol ose ele with regards to these things, as opposed to kol hatoivot ha'el, the sort of ele being more pluralized than the el. So a parallel of words in the psukim, um, suggesting that something 
is worse. What's the idea? So Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch explains, based on this Gemara, that the idea is that this is more extensive. It's true that the sins of sexual immorality are terrible sins. The punishment is, in fact, correct. But these sins are more extensive, and as the Gemara continues, harder to repent for, harder to do teshuva. Why? Because as bad as they are, the sins of sexual immorality usually have an immediate circle of identifiable people who are the victims. And therefore, if someone did genuine teshuva, um, although it's still very bad, they could ultimately find those people and repent. The sins of non-equal uh, weights and measures have a much more extensive impact because part of the process of teshuva would have to be returning the stolen items or the stolen amounts, which if one's conducted all of their business with unequal weights and measures would be difficult to do because most of the customers would now be not known and not able to find and therefore it would be very difficult to do a uh, full teshuva. The Gemara actually suggests that one should use uh, money for public works like wells and bridges so that there's a hope that some of the victims might be able to benefit but it's not possible to do a total teshuva in the ultimate way and the impact is on a far wider circle of people and impacts far wider on society if we conduct our business in an unfair way. Fascinatingly, Rav Hirsch goes on to connect this with Parashat Zachor, which comes afterwards. We're actually right at the end of the longest of Moshe's four speeches in Sefer Debarim. Going right through from chapter 5 to chapter 26 is almost one long monologue of mitzvot, which was critical for us to learn either for the first time or in some cases in a slightly different form if we'd heard them already uh, when the Jewish people are about to enter the land of Israel. The idea being that we'll no longer be in the desert, we'll have our own land, our own society, our own businesses, and this is one of many mitzvot that would have been critical to learn before we go in, so much so that this is actually the last one at the end of this section of 22 chapters of key mitzvot to be told by Moshe at this stage upon being about to enter the land. The very last one before Amalek is having perfect and fair weights and measures in our business conduct with one another. Then we have Amalek, who is, if you like, the antithesis. Amalek, who comes to attack the weak, who comes to find a way to trick us, who comes to uh, to find a way to wipe us out. And while in a funny way we talk so much about Amalek in other places and we have a mitzvah even today to hear this passage, it's strange sometimes because it's hard to understand how it applies. And yet right before it, we have a mitzvah perhaps less talked about, but still today very much applicable in our daily lives that was so important at the time of coming into the land and having our own society and our own businesses that it was the ultimate mitzvah of this section about to come into the land that we must treat each other fairly and equally in all of our conduct. And the contrast with Amalek perhaps gives us another message about Amalek, which is not just that we have to stay away from and perhaps in some sense destroy the evil of Amalek, however exactly that can be interpreted, uh, but also perhaps a reminder uh, when we read this passage, whether it be in Kitetze or Shabbat Zachor or any other time, a reminder not to become uh, like some of the character traits which 
Amalek represented ourselves because it can be so easy to slip into bad habits in our business conduct and here it comes before Amalek has show the antithesis that while there are others who may try to deceive in certain ways it's a fundamental principle as relevant today as ever that we must try to conduct our business fairly and always. Have a good day.